0: If you've been consumed with worry lately, join the club, and there's actually something that you can do to relieve that worry and move your energy into something positive. We're going to talk about that today on the Midweek Motivation episode of the Westside Podcast. Welcome, my name is Gabe Colstad, and we're following up a brand new series that we started on Sunday at Westside uh, called The Restoration Project. It's all about who is Jesus and how is he supposed to restore us like he promised? You know, we, we started this series where we looked at who he said he was. There's these statements. He says, I am. And he answers the question, I am what? So we're going to look at that in just a minute. But I want you to know that worry is just a cheap substitute. It's a cheap substitute for filling in the blank, I am who? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. That's what he talked about in John chapter 6. And we unpacked it. On Sunday at Westside. But when we worry, we're, we're really kind of combating that idea that he is the bread of life. He's the substance, the sustenance for what we need. We have all these cheap substitutes. And in this series, we're going to be looking at what are the cheap substitutes that we fill in the blank with that Jesus really wanted to do something greater in our lives And uh, I want to talk about that in, in today's episode. Corey Ten Boom said this, said, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. You and me, we experience a lot of that in our lives where we consume ourselves with something that is totally pointless. It just fills our minds, fills our hearts, even fills our bodies with anxiety, but it doesn't produce anything. It doesn't do anything to help. And as I reflected on this problem, I realized that, you know, separation from God would be this, would be the scariest prospect in life, because we'd be ending up as our own source of power. And when you worry, you're really separating yourself from the power of God, going, I'm going to be the solution. I'm going to be the strength. I'm going to be the source. In today's world, we're not only worried about all of the Things that have been happening in the last couple of years with a pandemic, but now we're worried about the war that's happening in Europe, in Eastern Europe, and with Russia invading Ukraine. There's a million different prospects of what might happen. There's not only the worry that we have of what about those poor people, those poor innocent people who we should we should be doing something to help, and we feel so helpless. There's all the worry about what's going to happen to our gas prices, what's going to happen to, you know, our food supply, what's going to happen to our national security, what's going to happen to world peace, what's going to happen to my children's education, what's going to happen to the world that we hand to our grandchildren, all of those things. And, you know, the idea would be who's sitting on the throne of our lives. If you picture a big chair, you know, it's all golden, it's all fancy, and somebody's supposed to sit there. Is it is it you or is it God that's going to sit there? Because if it's you, you have to think about all the possibilities and the endless, you know, prospects of things and, and the ramifications of other people's decisions and things you can't control. And then you start to worry about, well, how am I going to be the answer to all of those things? And then you put yourself in this space where you're dizzyingly busy and you're, you know, trying to figure things out. But God sits there as the one that actually can control it. And you and me need to learn to relax so that we can enjoy this moment. And I say that with great respect to what's actually going on in the world. How do you enjoy the moment when other people are suffering? As I talked about on Sunday, it's, it's a little bit of a relaxed concern. It's a little bit of a being in the moment of trust and in the moment of concern. And I want to talk about how that works. My wife's grandmother, Irene, was a great cook, but she always thought that she wasn't. And so every time she would host a meal, she would apologize in advance for the taste of the meatballs or the spaghetti or the sauce or whatever it was that she cooked. And she'd say, well, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or I hope you like it. I know you're not going to like it. And it was always great. But my wife knows that her grandmother, Irene, was just a worrywart. She just worried so much about what everybody thought about what she did and how it wasn't perfect to her standards or, you know, she couldn't control how other people would perceive it. And so she had this anxiety that drove her and... You and me, we don't have to live like that. I mean, the, the problem in this world and in our lives is that if we don't learn to move worry into trust, if we don't learn to hand over this throne to God and say, you sit here, I've tried too long and it's not working, uh, it ends up being a cheap substitute for what he had in mind. We end up living our lives in this anxiety where we're never fully present in any conversation, In any relationship, in any task, in any challenge, we're never fully present. We're half here and we're half there in that space where we are worrying about something that hasn't happened yet or that might happen, and it's not the way God intended for us to live. In John chapter 6, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. What he meant was, and what he was responding to was this group of people who were following him around because he had fed the 5,000. You might've heard about that in the New Testament. He had walked on water. I mean, he had done some miraculous things and now people were kind of in awe of his miraculous powers. And so, woo, Jesus, the magician, we need you to do that again. And he kept telling them over and over again and trying to get it across. I'm not talking about the actual bread that I created. I'm talking about the thing that would satisfy you fully and forever, where you would never thirst again for this kind of deep fulfillment, where you'd never hunger again for your self-satisfaction because I have put that in its place, because I have fulfilled you, because I have given you everything you actually needed. If you don't yet have that kind of relationship with Jesus, my prayer and my hope is that you'll hang on with us, that you'll keep on listening, that you'll maybe pop into a West Side service, as I'll talk about later. But the idea would be that you would be somebody who puts your trust in Jesus, this one who declared he is the answer to all of our frustrations and worries. And it's something these days to be sitting in a space where we're watching all of these news channels swirl around our phone and our TV, and we're wondering what in the world we can do differently. I have a suggestion, and, and the suggestion would be, when you're filled with concern, to then reattach your concern to somebody greater, and that is to to go, stop trying to put it on yourself. Stop trying to say, oh man, all these people are suffering, and so I should dot, dot, dot. There might be some truth to that, but the starting point is to go, God can do something greater, and You know, what am I going to do about this situation could be replaced with what's the higher purpose here? So I want to ask you to reframe the question when you start to feel that panic and that I know, I know the feeling so well of anxiety and of that physical thing, that physical reaction that happens when we start to be overly concerned with something. I know it all too well. I only experience it every single day of my life, like so many people. And what I'm trying to learn is how do do I reframe that and and stop asking the question, what am I going to do about this? And start asking the question, what's the higher purpose here? How do I join God in what he is doing? And, you know, I think activism is okay. What I'm excited about is the people I'm watching right now, if you're listening in the time zone that I'm in, you know, we've just seen Russia invade Ukraine and we're just in like day 13 or 14 of this thing and it's mind-blowing to watch what's happening. But what's cool is that with just a week or less than two weeks of time, we have all these humanitarian things happening. We have all these groups showing up saying, we're going to provide a home. We're going to provide food. We're going to provide respite. We're going to provide care. And activism is great. I think God intends for us to do things that are tangible. But when we start with, what can I do? The problem is, is that we're putting ourselves on the throne and we're not strong enough. And worry takes over and we start to become consumed with ourselves. And, you know, that was the problem in the very beginning when Adam and Eve, and they, they sinned and they departed from innocence and they departed from who God intended them to be because they decided we're going to be the solution. We're going to know everything. And that never works for us as humans. We're just not made for that. Uh, we're made to live under God's rule and under God's care and his knowledge, and his power, and his presence, and those are amazing things that help us to be people who are at peace. That's what he wants for us. So instead, Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 says, don't worry. Don't worry. He uses those words, don't worry, about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, what you're going to do. He said, instead, I want you to seek the kingdom of God. What does that mean? That means think about the things that God is up to in the world And attach yourself to that activity. I mean, attach yourself to the fact that God himself is on the move, that he himself is wanting things to be a certain way. And he's doing certain things. He's bringing peace. He's bringing justice. He's bringing love. He's bringing forgiveness. He's bringing his plan. And you can attach yourself to those things by just asking a different question, not what am I going to do about this, but what is the higher purpose here? What is God already doing? How can I join Him in that and then attach myself to His power and His movement? And there is a release that comes with that that takes away that anxiety that keeps you up at night, that interrupts your dinner time with your kids, that, you know, s- stops you in the middle of the work day and makes you ineffective, that worry that debilitates you and causes your heartbeat to go too fast, you know, your blood pressure to rise above what's healthy. Instead, it's replaced with a piece that is a trust, that's a trusting concern that says, I know we're not in a perfect world yet, and I know that there are some things that I could be uh, you know, moving toward, but I'm going to trust that God's going to reveal those things to me. I'm going to trust that I can attach myself to his activity and that I can be freed from this consuming life of worry. So I hope that that's just a helpful thought for you today is to reframe the question, not what can I do about this situation, but instead, what does God want? What's the higher purpose here? How can I attach myself to that? I hope that you'll find this helpful. I hope that you'll do a couple of things today. I hope you'll subscribe to this channel. If you're somebody who's looking for practical help, we always talk about that here. And I hope that you'll subscribe to this podcast, as well as I hope that you'll pop into a Westside service, maybe even this Sunday, because we always talk about things at Westside that are practical to your daily life and that are hope-filled and helpful. And I hope you also share this content with somebody that you know that might be looking for some hope today. But we hope to see you very soon again right here or at a Westside service. You can find out more at westsidecommunitychurch.com. We'll see you soon.